Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha ha ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition. And uh, along with me, of course, is Danny Bush. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. Greg Janik is on the boards doing your updates and taking your phone calls here. Not only can you call us live at 414 799 1250. You can also email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. The Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors comes to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live and we are unrehearsed. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> morning, Tom. Danny's getting his stuff trying to get organized. Yeah, trying here, to get organized right. a little bit. This headset <laughs> has like 20 feet of cord attached to it. Yeah, just don't roll over so it. With I had to chair. unravel it, and now only the left side. Works only the left or one works. side, yeah. And I'm weird because, like, if only one side works, I got to put it where my left ear, yeah, in here, yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Oh, you just it's just the way my just, brain likes to work. Just the way it is, huh? Yeah. Um. Why don't they have uh, cordless headsets? I don't they, know. Don't they have the tech, Greg? Don't they have technology for that now? I mean, you can put a man on the moon. They do, but you need other equipment for it. Okay. So you'd have to have Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Oh, boy. Well, that's what I or, could never figure out. Somebody told me on my cell phone 10 years ago, don't use the Bluetooth. Why? <laughs> I don't know, because don't it's know. bad. No. It's like, like crossing the streams. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't stand too Just cl- don't ask why. Like, like, don't it stand would be bad. Too cl- don't stand too close to the microwave because you're going to get cancer type bad? Or, or, you that won't have bad. Any, or you won't have any children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe 10 years ago. Bluetooth nowadays, though, is, is, is fine. Okay. Um, but we don't have the technology in the studio yet to make that happen. Or I'm sure there's something where well, you know you can, I'm sure there's something where you can plug it in and there's a sensor or yeah, like almost like a remote. Yeah. 
remote control that links. You know so, what that says? So I can't you know, go to Radio Shack and just buy my own super deluxe headphones and that, that will will work without being plugged in? Gotta be something, no. man. No. Well, you know no. what would be okay. cool if we had if we had I stand that, corrected. If we had that in the summertime, I could be sitting out in the parking having lot having a smoke. Doing the show <laughs> from the parking lot, sitting on a chair, having a smoke and maybe even a beer or something, you know? <laughs> and then we could stream our show live on YouTube and it'd just be us in a couple of lawn chairs. <laughs> yeah, there you sitting go. Sitting back. Kind of like the goose hunting I did this fall. Uh, yeah. When sitting we're sitting the on the edge of the <laughs> edge of the cow pasture in lawn chairs. Leaning back. Back, closing her eyes, uh, uh, having a smoke, hey, let eating me some you. cheese, drinking some wine, catching a few rays, you know. Let me ask you Donald something, Donald Sutherland on the tank in uh, Dirty Dozen. When you've, when, you, when you've been deer hunting, have you ever fallen asleep? No. No? I can't do it. And a lot of people say that, oh, yeah, I was sleeping. Um, I've, I, I, I can kind of doze slightly. But I'll, I'll try closing my eyes for all of 20 seconds, which seems like two hours, and I got to open my eyes and looking. Like my father taught me as a young lad, he used to say, always peering, peeping, watching, mm-hmm. looking. Yeah, dad was like a machine in the woods. His head would rotate like a mm-hmm. radar thing going round and round. Because <laughs> like as a kid, I'd be sitting next to him, he'd be totally silent, and he'd just, his head would only mm-hmm. be just slowly moving side. He was watching all around at all time. Not too many deer snuck by him. I think only one time I might have, you know, just dozed off for a minute or two and then caught myself, you know. But fishing, yeah, I have, I have fallen dead asleep. I, I had a buddy, call, I had a buddy <laughs> who asleep. had uh, narcolepsy. I think they call it. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure he had that because <laughs> back in high school, dude, he, uh, you could be sitting in someone's house and everybody down in the rec room playing ping pong, sitting on the couch, talking, BSing, and be in the middle of a conversation and all of a sudden you'd look over there and he'd be sleeping. I mean, he just, we called him Mr. Sack, you know, for sacking, sacking out, sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, one time the story goes that he was hunting up in Wapaka County and back then it was just, I think, shotgun only. And Keith was sitting against a tree with his shotgun and uh, his brother and a couple of his cousins, a couple other buddies, uh, Monster Buck ran across the field. And everybody opened up with the shotguns. But, of course, it's like lobbing mortars with a shotgun back in the day. And they didn't have the super deluxe heat-seeking shotguns mm-hmm. like they have now. So they lobbed a bunch of shells and it runs directly into the corner of the woods off the field, right to where Keith is posting by his stand, Right. And they expect to hear him shoot, right? They think, oh, yeah, Keith's going to run, go right to him. And, of course, they walked up to him five minutes later, and he's sound asleep leaning against the tree. <laughs> Deer ran right by him. Never saw it. That guy could sleep my, through anything. My one brother-in-law's brother up by uh, their property, he, he built a... It, it, it was kind of like, you know, one of those platforms that they use for painting on the side of houses. I mean, it had like a ladder on each side, and it was about eight feet wide by, oh, it must have been five or eight feet long by five feet wide. And he had a reclining chair up there. Hey, that's my kind of guy. Yeah, and it was about, I don't know, it was only about maybe seven or eight feet high, but he had a darn reclining chair up there. And the same thing happened one year to him where the deer went by, you know, his brother, and that's my brother in law. And it was going over to his brother, and he figured, okay, well, he'll get it because my brother-in-law didn't have a shot at it, but right. it's going right for his brother. Right. right. Oh, it went right by him because he was sound asleep in a recliner. 
You know, <laughs> the one thing that I, hunters in the know will agree, you can be even sitting watching a field, which might be, oh, I don't know, 200 yards across. And like where I hunt, there's a section where they can cross from the marsh to the hardwoods. Uh, I've had deer that I've shot where all of a sudden I turn around and they're already halfway across. Mm, I mean, mm-hmm. they can, if you're looking the other direction, mm-hmm. looking at a chickadee riding the back of yeah, a squirrel yeah, or yeah, some yeah, other kind of yeah. interesting thing, they can be, and if they're, and I'm not talking running, just moving, moving fast at a fast mm. walk, they can be getting across and you always got to be watching yeah, because, you know, yeah. they, they can, and especially even in the woods. So who knows? How many hunters, countless, I'm sure, have sat in a day and said, I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And they had one go by them. They just didn't look at the right time. That's why you always got to be like my dad was, yeah. like a radar, your head on a swivel, man. You know, it's kind of like the same thing with ice fishing, too, because if you're, if you're using electronics, it's like you always have to be looking at it to see if that fish is coming up, to, if there is a fish coming up towards your lure, right? Right. Or if you have a spring bobber or a little bobber, if you're not paying attention, you could have a, a a fish bite your bait and and not and not ever know it cuz you know a lot of times that spring bobber barely moves, you know. Right. Or if they come up and assume the bait, it's like uh I remember they, years they ago. Come up and what the bait? Assume the bait. Ass- assume? They assume the bait. Ass- yeah. They assume, assume the, the position. Bait. They assume the bait. I've never heard assume the bait. I've never heard of a fish assuming yeah. anything. Look, look, it, look it up in the thesaurus. It'll, it's there. Assuming the <laughs> bait. Assuming the bait. You know, it's I've never like... read that in any outdoor magazine fisherman well, article this ever. This is the cutting edge. Assume the bait. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, I was taught a long time ago by this one older guy ice fishing. Uh, when you're bot, when you're using a bobber ice fishing, like in shallow water, and if the bobber lays on its side, you know, some, you know, sometimes a fish bites it and the bobber goes down, right? Sometimes it'll just lay on its side, and that's when the fish comes up and assumes the bait, grabs it, you know, but takes the weight off the bobber because they just came up and sucked, you know, grabbed the bait, but they were moving upward. Crappies do that, do that a lot. Right. And then the bobber falls over. So a lot of times, you know, people don't realize that you get a bite when the bobber goes down, you also get a bite when the bobber falls over. If it's a, like some type of stand-up bobber, if it falls over, that bait was just assumed by the fish. Still, <laughs> yeah, you really like that word, assume. Well, I've always used that when uh, it when it, it, it's the coming up and you know grabbing it, but moving upward, and then the bobber falls over. You know, I can't you put that lay that line on your wife. <laughs> hey, come on over here and assume. <laughs> So you know, new bar, love talk. Yeah, yeah, love talk on six in the morning. Uh, you know, so the thing is, is that I never realized up until that time when this guy told me because he came over by the by the ice hole where I was fishing. He says, "Oh, you know, you got a bite." You know what? <laughs> what do you mean? No, the bobber didn't go down. No, it's on its side. And then he explained it to me. I can't believe how many fish I probably missed while ice fishing without knowing that. Because it goes on its side. Yeah. Hey, I got a same thing bite hap- down there. Same things happens in the spring when we're fishing shallow water. You know, when the crappies are first moving in, and they're moving into shallow water in the spring, and uh, you're using. Uh, I like using these pear-shaped bobbers under. You know, above a mini mite. And like the rocket bobber. Uh, no, it's just a pear shape. It's pear like shape. A orange and chartreuse pear shape. Yeah. And it's 
it's kind of like on an angle when it's sitting in the water because the mini mite doesn't have enough weight to make the bobber stand gotcha. straight up and down. But when that crappie comes up from underneath, grabs the bait, and moves up, it, as they often do, then the bobber falls over to its side. So, And then that, I know I got one. Now, that would be a good um, reason not to use your basic round bobber because a round bobber, you wouldn't be able to detect something like that, well, would you? you? Know, well, you would, but it's just harder because that little button that you push on the top of a round bobber, you know, yeah. that... You, oh, that it would kinda, be, that oh, it would rotates be the, to the side, Yeah, kinda? that would be the indicator. But if you're using a pear-shaped bobber or a pencil bobber, it's much more discernible. Yeah. Hmm, more discernible. Yeah. Okay. It, it, I'll tell you, it, and that works. It, and especially in the spring with crappies. Well. Because they come up a lot it's, and grab it. I have know. noticed the same thing when using a slip float, McPhill slip mm-hmm. float for muskies and suckers. Sure. And, you know, I was using those floats. 15 years ago, and everybody's using those big, stupid round bobbers. Round bobbers. I still use that one. You use <laughs> the stupid do. round bobbers? Like, I do. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I just I see no reason for a stupid round bobber. But anyway, um, when your sucker comes up, mm-hmm. due to swimming up or a muskie yeah. grabbing, it'll do the same yeah, thing. It'll, it'll lay right on its side. Lay yeah. on its side. And then you think, oh, do I got weeds or something? What's going on over there? Uh, I don't yeah. necessarily always no. assume that. No. I start to... That's another you know, way to use the word I assume. I start to uh, <laughs> assume that it could possibly be a muskie assuming the bait. Or it could be the sucker. Uh, could be either one. Well, my stupid round bobber. Yeah. I just Which color? For... Do you have like a blaze? Orange. What? Orange. Yeah. I just watch. I just keep an eye on it so that it, when it starts to move left or right, I mean, if it goes down or away, that's one thing. If it goes away, then my clicker starts going. But I usually watch for it to move. Left or right, then I know something's Does re- your moving stupid it along. round bobber <laughs> pop off then when you go to wind it in so you don't? No. No, you're set distance? Yeah. Well, you only yeah. got your suck air. It's, it's not down, down that six... deep. Oh, okay. See, yeah. I like to fish deep water. Yeah. I fish deep, but that's with my straight lines. Okay. That's Bouncing with the straight along the bottom. Yeah, off the, you know, the back of the boat and the side of the boat, whatever. Yeah. Those are straight, but the bobber one, that one's down shallower, and it's off the back. Well, the deepest I go with the bobber one is like 15 feet. That's the deepest. The biggest that. fish I ever caught on the sucker was that big one on Pewaukee, 2004. Uh, I had that that was on the one. I was bouncing one on the bottom, and then I was suspending one and using a big European, the McPhill slip mm-hmm. float, and I had it down 15 feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had that one 15 feet and the other one bouncing bottom. And it, it flip a coin, you don't know which one. Now, for years, I've had really good luck, luck bouncing a deep break, you know, especially deep water, bouncing a, dragging a sucker right along the bottom with heavy weight, where mm-hmm. that, I'd have the sinker just bouncing off the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then somebody told me, or I read or heard this, that suckers do tend to hang tight to the bottom. I don't know if that's true or not. Now, do suckers suspend up in a school? Because... So it sounded like then, oh, okay, well, that's kind of a natural presentation then. If you're dragging that thing along, and shoot, you know, maybe if it's mm-hmm. kind of a softer bottom, that, that sinker dragging along is probably puffing up a cloud yeah. of silt and making yeah, a disturbance. Yeah. And then yeah. you got that sucker wiggling about two feet off yeah. the bottom, trailing yeah. behind it three, four feet. And yeah. It would seem so. It would seem so. so. Perhaps it worked. Yeah. I don't care. Well, anyway, we got to go to a quick break. Uh, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff on the show today. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> I thought it was me. Yeah, no. I thought yeah. it was this 
That's great headset here that only half works. <laughs> I thought it was totally going. Yeah, so anyway, we got a lot to do on the show today, folks, and we'll get back to you with more good stuff here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, with Dan and Tom and Greg. So stay tuned. Call your friends. Wake them up. Tell them to tune it in. Got some fishing reports coming yeah. in from guides, so yeah. stay with yeah, us. Yeah, we do. And we talk a little bit about ice fishing electronics, all right? Sure. When we come back. All right. That sounds good to me. All right, we'll be right back. Coming to you live from the Interstate Heating Studios. Bushy, you're playing on your phone. Who are you talking to? Apparently, time <laughs> on the road for 40 days. Apparently, time didn't want to hear Last your song at all. Little Rock, put me in a haze. <laughs> he said, Bushy, your song doesn't matter. I'm going in. That's right. Where? Well, Bushy was, Have all night. Bushy was uh, texting somebody or something. You're good at that. <laughs> Hey, you're just yeah, like, your business over also, there, buddy. Yeah. He also likes to get the intro to the song going, get you hyped yeah. up to get in there. Get That's right. Up. And I'm, then you just stole the hey, thunder hey, and threw hey. it out. I'm hyped up no matter what. Hey, 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 hot air balloon. You know, Have you ever had a hot air balloon ride? No. I got a story for that. I wouldn't do that. I was that. at a thing in Madison years ago yeah, in college, right? And there was this big outdoor festival, and they were giving hot air balloon rides. Did you go up? No, but oh. there was some dude walking around. I remember he's walking around shirtless in his jeans and no shoes, and he must have been high. He was on some kind of drugs, and he kept going, hey, 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 hot air balloon. <laughs> have you ever been on a hot air balloon ride? And he kept repeating that oh, over and over. He wasn't even working for him. <laughs> so my joke with the, buddy, with the buddy I was with, we always used to joke. We'd, we'd get together for a party, and we'd go, hey, 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 Are you ready? hot air balloon. You know, nowadays, you know, there are such good electronics, Danny, for ice fishing. I mean, and you can use them in your boat in the summertime, you know, the flashers and the, and the digital readouts and all that stuff. no flashers in my boat, man. No, I'm but I'm just saying it. you could use them, you know. But the thing is, is that, you know, they also have the other underwater cameras. Now, do you think, I mean, especially with underwater cameras and the electronics and mm-hmm. all these different things that you can use nowadays, do you think it makes the catching of fish... Uh, is it somewhat unfair? Let's put it that way. Do you think? Do you think there's some people out there who think, "Boy, all this new technology is making it so unfair to catch fish"? What do you think? All's fair, love, war, and fishing. Yeah. So, I don't care. I'll tell you, if I had a nickel for every fish I seen on a locator that I didn't catch, right? Yeah, I'd be living down in some island somewhere in the South Pacific. I mean, just because you can see them doesn't mean you're going to catch them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and depending on the water clarity and so yeah. forth and structure, uh, you know, yeah, it, it's some lakes. It's not like you're necessarily seeing yeah. every fish in the lake when you lower the. Of course not. Lower it down. So you know, I, my friend, do not yet own a underwater camera. No, you know, here's the problem. Uh, Ron Heidenreich, our advertising manager for the Cutting Edge Outdoors, and I were talking one time about underwater cameras, and I said, you know, many years ago, our old friend Greg Peters. We, him and yep. I were out in a boat, and he had an underwater camera. He brought it along, right? And the thing was is that we spent more time watching that stupid thing than actually fishing because it's so darn interesting, you know? It, I mean, it, it really is. And I, I, I told him, Greg, don't ever bring that damn thing in the boat again. I would say, 
The camera would be good for off-season scouting. Yes, for scouting. You're just checking out bottom structure and looking around and checking out some things. So especially like, um, here's my tip to you. As soon as the ice goes out and on a flat, calm day when the water's crystal clear Mm -hmm. and it hasn't gotten all turbulent and stirred up, Mm -hmm. go out. Take your canoe, no, nah, not a canoe, but whatever. Go on out and search around some areas, you know, and maybe look at some things, and it'll give you, you've probably got, seen some things on your uh, on your locator that you know something's down there. Yeah. And you're not sure what. Yeah. And then you can lower it Put the it camera down, down and look at it. Put the camera down and check it out. Maybe you'll mm-hmm. find some different uh, different things. So, yeah, I think it's uh I, I think they're a help more than a hindrance, really. I mean, you know, all these electronics, they're, they're a definitely And maybe a help. Ice, ice fishing, where you're watching the bluegill come on up and yeah. grab it. That, yeah. that, That's pretty, yeah. It's, that'd be okay. It's, it's okay, I yeah. suppose. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, years ago, Danny, what I used to do uh, before a bass tournament, if it was legal, okay, because sometimes they put a lake off limits or whatever, but if it was legal, I would go out a couple nights before, with the, one of those big spotlights, you know, those million candle power things. Yeah. I'd go along the shorelines, and I'd just be looking for fish, looking for bass with the spotlight in the shallow water. Because mm-hmm. I knew if they were there that night, they're not going to be too far away in the morning, you know. Tom so I'd go along. Oh, I'd be out the there with that spotlight. Not walking the shore. I'd be out in the boat. In the boat. Yeah, in the boat with the spotlight, looking at all these different shallow water areas that are close to weed line edges or whatever. I'd be looking because you'd be surprised. And what I found out, too, was that out in the middle of a lake, let's say, where let's say you got 30, 40, 50 feet of water. Okay. You'd be surprised how many bluegills are near the surface. I mean, it, it. I mean, there were a lot of like bait fish yeah. and bluegills in that near the surface. You're I, out in deep water, and they're up there. I near have the seen that on Pewaukee, where I'd be out mm-hmm. trolling for muskies, and then all of a sudden I'd see all these little dimples and ripples mm-hmm. on the water. Mm-hmm. Just and and then they'd be gone, and I've gotten close enough where it's 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 a gazillion bluegills. Yeah, little and bluegills. Then, yeah. yeah, and then they dart and they're down, mm-hmm. but they're on top of the water. Yeah. And I and we found too that we would catch bass every now and then, even though we were out over 30, 40 feet of water and it's one o'clock in the morning, you could still catch a bass out over that deep water with like a spinner bait that's only running a few feet under or a, a, a rapala or something. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, because all those little bluegills that are out there, I mean, they were literally two inches, right. three inches. Those bass are feeding on those too. Well, I'm guessing you know, they so, probably come to the top for some zooplankton yeah, or something yeah, like that. I don't sure. know. Sure, and bugs. There's a lot of bugs, bugs out there. Yeah. But anyway, but no, the electronics and ice fishing. But see, that's another thing with ice fishing. You know, you're dragging out an auger and all your equipment, and you got it on a sled, let's say, and you're walking out there. Now you now you got this locator stuff packed, you know, and the battery, and then you may have a camera and all that. You know, you got so much stuff out there. It's like, let's thing, not make this so difficult. Got one thing to say. <laughs> yeah. It's like, gee It can be exhausting. I you know. walk out, you're huffing and puffing. Yeah, you got to stop for another smoke, and then you got to catch your breath, and then you're sweating. You got to unzip your jacket. You get on out there. You drill some holes. Then you sit down. You freeze your ass off for six hours and go back the next day and do it again. It's great. Yeah, it is. And there are people who love it. I I particularly don't love it. It's okay, but (laughs) it's not something I always look forward to. If you have a nice shanty to sit in, and I've had friends who did set up the shanty, and you're just sitting in there with the wood stove yeah. and stuff, and 
playing cards yeah. and looking out the window to looking see at the if tip you ups. got a tip-up. Hey, now it's so darn easy with tip-ups, Danny. You put a little thing on the end of it, a Bluetooth. Bluetooth? And it'll set, it'll beep, it'll tell you on your phone if your flag just now, went up. What I would like, like... <laughs> what I like to would like to see is an app where instead of a beep, you could have your own recording, whichever you wanted, where it might be, you got a fish, dummy. You yeah, know, you something probably, like that. There have, probably have is you, something like that. I'm sure there you is. You know, where you could record your yeah, own. Yeah. You know. I'm sure there is. And you know what's weird about ice shanties is when my son Nick moved to Arizona, he's yeah. got this really nice Frable ice shanty, right? One yeah. of those flip-up thingies. And he was taking it with him. And his brother Chris said, probably and, and mock, I, mocked him going, well, we, well, what we, are you going to use yeah, that for? Yeah, we're telling him, saying, hey, come on. Set uh, it up as a blind to shoot peccaries. Yeah, why don't you leave it here for us to use? I mean, you're not going to need it down there. Well, guess what? We were wrong. He does use it down there in Arizona for ice fishing. He does use it. So anyway, we got to go to a break. When we come back, we will be doing the gut report. And then after the 645 break, we will be doing the horn schwaggle. So stay tuned for all that and more. Here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating in Sussex. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. <laughs> hey, what time is it anyway? It's uh, 6.38 in the a.m. And this is the Gut Report, and it's brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Have you ever made crab cakes? Crab cakes are delicious. But you know what? We've got a lot of natural food right here in Wisconsin, especially if you're a fisherman. Instead of using crab meat, use fish. Use, you know, cook your fish and use it in your crab meat recipe. It's delicious. You know, what any kind and it doesn't matter what kind of fish it is. It works in your crab meat recipe. I've done this quite a few times and you know the nice thing too is you can even make special types of fish cakes. Now, if you do a quick clean of a fish, you know, small, let's quick say all clean. those all those little bluegills you catch, yeah. you know, and everybody's throwing them back. Well, if you do that quick clean and you got some rib bones in there, so what? It doesn't matter. You want to do the quick uh, uh, fillet. Yeah, I don't want you no just, bones in oh, my yeah, you, you run them through. You run them through your meat grinder twice. Oh. You'll never know the bones were there. They're, they just get ground right up in with the meat. And they're just little rib bones anyway, and they get all ground up. But. Think of that, folks. When you got that fish laying around that you don't know what to do with, of course, we all know what to do with it, but use it in your crab cake recipe. It works great. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com to find out all the interesting things they have. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma and Milwaukee and 919 North Barstow in Waukesha for weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. That- Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. And that's what I did last week, Danny. Remember I told you I was going to try putting wine in my chili with the with the venison uh, ground venison you gave me? Yeah. And I tried that. It was delicious. Good. Yep. Hey, I, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt. Oh, that's right. Um, I was out and talking to uh, a buddy of mine, and he uh, he had actually gone to culinary school originally. And we were talking about uh, tough meat, you know, mm-hmm. and so forth. And he said that uh, soaking in apple vinegar mm-hmm. breaks down and is a way of making tough meat 
tender. I'm sure that's what he said. Apple vinegar. He said the vinegar. Apple cider it, vinegar. Apple yeah. cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he said, uh, you don't use a whole lot, but you just put a little bit, put it in a baggie, swoosh it around so it covers, you know, in, in for about a day. Mm-hmm. And he said another trick that guys used to use was Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I've I've heard of they that. Would like, so, and it's something about that. that breaks it down. So I'm going to be trying that mm-hmm. with the Wiley Squirrels this summer. I can't wait. I'm all excited. I'm going to try <laughs> cider, vin- cider vinegar. I'm going to try the Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. and have some delicious yeah. barbecued squirrel for 4th of July. And I'll tell all the chicks it's there French guinea fowl. There don't you tell go. them what it is. Yeah, don't tell them. Nah. They don't uh, need you to know, know anyway. The, the thing is with with marinades, or as they, as they call it now, marinades. What? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these cooking shows marinades, marinades instead of marinade. You know, they're calling it marinades. Are these guys wearing white stuff? Yeah, they're marinades. They're, they're Are they foreign names. guys? Uh, they're from a, well, you know, no, like French guys. No, they're from no marinades. They're, they're both. They're, they're yeah, just no red blooded American male should be saying no, marinade. No, it's marinade. Yeah, but you're not watching a football game with me, buddy. No, you say marinade. So anyway, you marinade in the, in, yourself in, right yeah. on out of here. <laughs> in a marinade, you uh, you got to have some type of acidity. Right, and and that's what the apple cider vinegar gives is the acidity. Break so, like, if you're down. using a marinade, if you use lemon uh, or lime juice or any type of acidity, a little bit of vinegar, yeah, that that definitely works. You should always have some type of acidity in your marinade. Well, the conversation came about because yeah. I talked about the wily turkey I'd blasted yeah. a couple of weeks ago, oh, and that's I that's right, you got to make that one of these days. Well, I kept the breasts, and yeah. I initially had the legs, and then I thought, well, I've heard the legs are kind of tough, and I chucked them. And uh, you threw, kept the thighs, I hope. I waited till they froze, and I threw them at a passing truck. But no, I didn't keep the thighs, and there well, was a lot of meat on there. A lot there, of but, meat on the thighs. But, I, yeah. but then the guy was saying I should have kept them and soaked them. Yep. Yeah. And then maybe, but I guess for wild turkeys, evidently because they're running around so much, they got a lot of heavy tendons in those they're, legs. They're yeah. pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're kind of like an Olympic well, sprinter. Well, the, the meat is the meat is good, but there's just those heavy tendons in there. You know, there's a lot of those. Just like in a regular store bought turkey, there's always those tendons. But yeah. in the wild ones, they're like stronger. But the and breast, tougher. the breast meat, however, that yeah. was like almost falling apart as really? I was cutting it. It's really tender yeah. breast yeah. meat. I mean, and uh, I'll be soaking that. In the backwood sauce and putting that on the grill, that's what my mm-hmm. brother does. And uh, he says, man, there ain't much better eating than that. Yeah. So I got the turkey. Uh, <clears throat> had an invitation to go to Wern Valley and shoot some pheasants today, but I got to go see mom today. So, But I hope to be getting some pheasants in the next couple of weeks. I got enough of the wily squirrels mm-hmm. in the freezer. Oh, you're I set. I think I might have saved a little bit of the goose. I think I might have a couple of goose breasts, unless we had those all into Bucky's hot sticks. I can't remember um but yeah i typically try in fourth of july have a wild game feed along with of course venison steaks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's great just cooking everything on the grill and putting it out and everybody eating and so forth so what would be good on the grill tom to go with the meats for this summer because i always make a bunch of meat and stuff but what's good baked potato or what any do you have anything special you do on the grill you know what I like, sir? You know, it, it, and it's so easy to do. You take a piece of tin foil, lay it down. You take a potato okay. and, and you, you know, clean it off. If you want to leave the skin on or you can peel it either way. And you slice it but out, without going through the bottom of the potato when you're slicing it. Don't, don't, don't okay. go through it all the way. Just give it a lot of little slices. Put a couple of pats of butter in there inside the slices. Uh, put some, like, green pepper, garlic, onions, whatever you want. And then roll it all up. 
you know, put some salt and pepper on that it, whatever. Great. And then put it on the grill, and it only takes like 30 to 45 minutes, you know. But you got to be careful. If you put it over the coals, you don't want to burn them. So you put it over the hot spot, you know, for, you know, maybe about on 15. On the grill? Yeah, on the grill, but then for about 15 minutes or so, but then take it off of the hot spot, you know. Now, what if, like, for the last couple of minutes, you threw some cheese on top of it? Yeah, you could open and it melt up. the cheese. Oh, in yeah, there? you could open it up and throw that in there too. That, yeah, you could do. That's it. the plan. Actually, actually, when it's all done, when it's fully cooked, and you open it up, you yep. can put the cheese on it and roll it back up while it's on the kitchen table, and that cheese will melt right in there. You won't even have to leave it on the grill with the cheese on it. Yeah, it'll melt right in there because it's nice and hot. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you can take a a a, 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 a what do you call it a pan a aluminum pan, you know. And you can get a bunch of different vegetables like green peppers, onions, zucchini, whatever, and throw that on there. Or you get a big squash, you know, and you cut slices, half-inch okay. slices of the squash, and you lay those on the grill, and you grill those until soft. Yeah, there's there's a, so many different vegetables, potatoes, and whatever to put on the grill. So I think, and that'd be easy enough too. Yeah, that's easy and and cheap enough. Oh yeah, talking your language, cheap yeah. potatoes are cheap. I could buy a yeah. bunch of big potatoes. Yeah, definitely. Clean them off, chop them up, and have that going or, along. You know, with the just meat. just you know, just peel them and dice them and put them in those foil bags, or just put it in a big. Oh, here, this is even easier. Okay, aluminum foil pan. Okay. Okay. Put a bunch of chopped. You got to put some either butter or oil or, or something. Spray the, the nonstick stuff on yeah, down there. Yeah, well, I put some butter in there. Butter though. in there is tastes better. And then better put a bunch of your di- better. diced tomatoes. You know, just like one inch diced tomatoes. Okay. Uh, not tomatoes, potatoes. Potatoes. Yeah, potatoes. And throw in some green pepper, red pepper, whatever, some onions in that, some garlic. And then cover that with aluminum foil. Put that on the grill. Oh, man, that's. It's easy and it's awesome, and you can make a like a big pan of it if you got so a bunch everybody of people coming can over. Load some. Carbs oh yeah. There. Hey, we got to go to the Hornschwagel is coming up. So after uh, Danny, this break, yeah, are you ready, Danny? With I the was Hornschwagel, born ready. all right. Uh, if you don't know what a Hornschwagel is, folks, it's just either uh, either Danny's going to be telling you the truth, which is no Hornschwagel, or he's going to be telling you a fib, which, which means is I'm a horn- trying to Hornschwagel. Yeah, yeah. right. So all you got to do is answer two out of the three questions correctly. You will win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanagall. You got to go to McGuanagall. You want to go yeah. to McGuanagall. And, and Bucky's sells all USDA choice stuff. You know, it's all from the USA, and they do the cutting there and all that, and you can get whatever you want. I mean, and it's not just meats. They got seafood there. They got sauces there. They got... Oh man, they, you got to go and just check it out. They got everything there, and it's all top quality stuff. US Deluxe A. Yes. Well, so we'll be right back with the Hornschwagel. We need a phone caller. We need a contestant at 414 799 1250. That's 414 799 1250. Be a contestant for the Hornschwagel. Call right now. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Interstate Heating. Welcome back. 
to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live from the Interstate Heating Studios. Thanks for listening this dark, cold Saturday morning. Hopefully you're getting your tip-ups dusted off and getting ready to go out, and or maybe your shotgun, go shoot some bunny rabbits, mm-hmm. or uh, 22, we, get some late-season squirrels. Yeah, we need a contestant for the Hornschwaggle to win that $10 gift certificate to... Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. 799-1250. Give us a call. I promise the questions shouldn't be too hard necessarily. And all you got to do is get two out of three correct. I mean, that's easy. Yep. Yeah, that's easy. It's like Meatloaf said. Two out of three Three ain't bad. bad. That's right. And you know what? If nobody calls, me and Greg are going to play. Nah. How about that, Greg? And we'll get that $10 gift certificate. (laughs) Well, Greg likes those Bucky's. You know, hot sticks, man. I brought those when I shot all those geese yeah. with Scotty Olson and brought them to Bucky's because I didn't know what to do with all these geese. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of like the booby prize, I think. Everybody goes, oh, who wants them? No. <laughs> all right, I'll take a bag. And had those jalapeno cheddar hot sticks. Oh, man, did my kids at school love them. Mm-hmm. Oh, push. when are you going to bring some more of those? Sticks in. They call them Slim Jims. Oh, the yeah. Kids go, when are yeah. you going to bring those Slim Jims slim in? Slim Jims. They're the Buckies. And uh, and I'll tell you what, if you've ever had a Slim Jim and then you had a Buckies, oh, yeah. you will never have a Slim, slim Jim are, again. They're they terrible. taste like crap. I'm, I'm sorry. They're not yet. Yeah, I don't know. Who I do think we... I could yeah. smoke some shoe leather and it'd be a Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah. Who do you got there? We have John from Waukesha. All right. Good morning, hey, John. John. Good morning, guys. Hey, all right. Thanks for listening. You know how the Hornswoggle works here? I do. All right. Here we go. Uh, Weasels. The wily little weasel. Weasels are white in winter and are very good hunters going through the snow getting mice, but they don't climb. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? You're saying they do not climb? They do not climb. That's hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle, oh, yeah. Really? They do the weasels are good climbers. That's why yeah. they go sometimes go after those red squirrels. Ah, yeah. okay. The more red squirrels the weasels get, the better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> full moon. I looked up in the sky the other day uh, and saw a full moon Thursday. And the January full moon is sometimes referred to as the wolf moon. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. It's a no orange swaggle. Oh, that's called, the wolf moon. It's called the wolf moon because uh, pretty much in in midwinter, cold snow, wolves can actually often be heard howling in mm-hmm. the middle of the night. So the January moon in winter in the North Country is sometimes referred to as the wolf moon. It's also sometimes referred to the old moon or the moon after Yule. Oh, okay. Yeah, fascinating facts. Okay, well, you're... Uh, John, you are a winner, and I'll be mailing out that $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. Now make sure you go out there and use it. They got a lot of great stuff. Been there, and I will go back. Oh, and stay on hold right. so we can get your info. Yeah, stay on hold, John. Thanks, okay? John. Will do. All right, thank you. Well, that's good. I'm glad he got that stuff. I uh, I never heard that called a wolf moon. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay. Interesting. The things you learn on the listening cutting edge. to yeah. the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. That's why we're cutting edge. Our, <laughs> our, yeah, our, we're cutting edge. Our mission statement is to... Wait a second. Hmm. We don't have a mission statement. No. That, we we don't form- have a mission either. We've been doing we, this for 10 years and we have no mission statement? We have no mission. We have no statement. Jeez. 
We don't even have we're an like outhouse a, in the back. We're eh? like a we don't... <laughs> oarless, rudderless boat adrift. <laughs> we got one oar in the water. On we're Winnebago. Going in circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's us. Well, we're still here after 10 years. Hey, so it ain't called the crazy be, train for nothing. We're <laughs> doing something right. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, well. You know, Tom, yes. however, you are greatly knowledgeable no. and learned. And you, you no. having been the fishing educator for um, um, uh, Outdoor Wisconsin, that's why uh, my buddy Troy Woodrow often says, now I'm going to pump your head up, stroke Uh-oh. your ego here. Uh-oh. He goes, that Neubauer, he really knows. He, <laughs> uh, he, he, all these things that you like, these tips that you give. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I got to admit, Danny, I've been very fortunate, very lucky over the years to be able to per, to pursue, you know, that fishing stuff, you know, for all those years. I, I think with the right wife, you know, that helps. Yeah. You know, that I'll, you know, that I was able to pursue all that stuff. You know, I, I had a friend ask me one time, he said, uh, um, you know, how, how come you, you know, you're on TV, you're on the radio, you know, you got all these sponsors. He says, I'm, a, I'm as good as a fisherman as you are. And I told this guy, he said, you're better than I am. You're a better fisherman than I am. I said, but would you quit your full-time job to pursue this? You know, would you knock on a door or make a phone call, write a letter, be told no, and then call him back the next month and ask him again? You know, all these different places. I said, yeah, you got to be a little tenacious, you know. But I, I, I've just been fortunate to be able to, be able to do what I've done. That's unless all. you're going to make a million dollars doing it, I think most of the guys who do do this gig have the wife behind them. She's got the steady 40-hour-a-week job with the 401K mm-hmm. and the health insurance. Yeah, there's And the a, guy can go out and, uh, the guys and, who, and pursue and, and do entrepreneurship. Well, I didn't have that, of course. I didn't have that. Because there's no retirement plan no, as a fishing guide no, or, no no. or no health insurance. No. Like you get no, with a regular company. No. No, there's not. Well, one of my sponsors that I had for a number of years, they actually gave me extra money per month on my personal service contract to pay for health insurance. Really? Yeah, and uh, that was part of the deal. But, but you know, the thing is, nowadays, like, if you want to get in the professional bass fishing world, now, professional walleye fishing world, it seems like all these guys have got regular jobs. Same thing with the professional muskie world. Yep. They have regular jobs, and they fish these tournaments. And, but it, it seems like in the professional bass fishing world, these guys – Man, if, if either they either they're living in their truck, you know, and sleeping at the launch site someplace, or or they do have a, a lot of money already, or they have a wife who has a good job and all that stuff, and they're able to pursue that career uh, because you know, and and really the percentage of of people who make it of guys in the professional bass world, the percentage of guys who really make it to where they're making good money is very very small. It's kind of like uh, in the NFL. There's a lot of good football players out there in college, but very few become professional NFL football players. Well, that's you know? why I got to give credit to my buddy Ron Johnson down yes, in Arizona, who definitely. will be up back here again this summer. Yeah, had to work really hard. Yeah, betcha. to uh, get those sponsorships yeah. and so forth, and a lot of trials, a lot of traveling and so forth. Oh God, yes. yes. But he loves what he does, and yeah. that guy could catch a man. Yeah. He could. He could catch you know, fish in a toilet bowl. You know, I will say that. The guy has a knack. Yeah, it was funny. You know, like I, I've done seminars across the country on how to catch bass in places where I never fished. 
<laughs> and people would ask me. They'd say, "How can you tell us how to catch bass in in this area where you've never you've never fished? I could be out in wherever, you know, it could be I was in like in Florida and Alabama and Texas right. and Nevada, all these different places, all the states around the Midwest. And they said, how can you tell us how to catch bass in places you've never been to? And I said, what, the bass know where they're living? <laughs> they do the same thing no matter where they're living. Yep. You know, but anyway, we got to go to a break. It is now just about seven o'clock. So stay tuned. For another hour of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating out there in Sussex. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.